Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of Cowboys Huddle with my boy Foots the King from Cowboys Nation TV and myself, Cowboys Blog. You can see us on YouTube, both of us. What's up, Foots? Yo, Joe, what's going on, man? I actually uh, got a chance to shout um, some work you did out. And you were just, you know, you were talking about Doris Armstrong and the starters and Tristan Hill. So, like Joe said, uh, we do our work on YouTube, but right now we're here with you all with this podcast, Cowboys Huddling. This thing's going to blow. And I'm telling you, when it does, I want you day oneers to really have some say-so in this thing. But let's get to it, Joe. What's going on, big baby? So, yeah, man. So now we're getting close to it. So we got the final mini camp this week. First session was today. And then we got Wednesday and Thursday. And then we got the dreaded six weeks of vacation. What's your, what's your gut feeling, man? So um, things are going to ratchet up a little bit. Uh, and the D-line competition is going to be big. Um, the, the, the secondary competition is going to be big. You know, guys like Westry, guys like McDonald. Um, I mean, excuse me, guys like Michael Jackson. Um, tight end competition, the backup quarterback competition. Um, little injuries are going to pop up. So, um, I want to see, though, who can get through this. This is the first, this is the first like, I wouldn't say, like, real test, but this kind of like a real test. OTAs are more like, all right, it's soft. You know, in the mini camp, I'm sure Garrett takes it up a notch, right? And in training camp, we're full blast. So, um, just my thoughts, Joe, I mean, let's see what comes out of this. Let's see who's able to keep up right now, you know, we get on the phone and, and, and without me knowing much, you're telling me about the McGovern injury, right? So just the little things like that, um, it, it, this is it. This, it's, it's football time now. All right, it's, it's tackle football time now. Get your ass in shape and let's go. Yeah, that's that's what it is, man. The, uh, the McGovern injury, the pectoral injury. So a lot of people are out. Leighton Vander is still recovering from the mysterious pelvic injury um, yeah came out of nowhere which wait <laughs> what's funny what's yeah what's weird about that one i was thinking about that i was like why are they not saying what it is why are they saying pelvic in- like it's that's such a broad term right so i'm, I'm hoping so, it's, i'm hoping it's not the growing you know so to me that that's weird all right mm-hmm that that whole thing is weird um just because it really came out of nowhere like was he playing tennis was he playing golf he he literally made it through a whole rookie year Mm -hmm. um was it this is something that was he training joe right what i mean now let's talk about him for a second joe Mm -hmm. all right we already had one injury prone linebacker the one thing that scares me about Leighton Vander Esch is how big he is and how he moves. I just get scared of those like soft tear injuries. I, I mean, those, um, not soft tear, but those soft tissue injuries. Right. And those non-contact injuries only because like he's a he's a true 260, dude. Like Leighton Vander is a big boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that side of it scares me. Um, only because I'm thinking like, all right. Um, I'm thinking like, we just had Sean Lee who was always injury prone. Like, I got, I need a linebacker who's out there. It's early, but it is something to monitor yeah, to me. Yeah, no, it, it's, you're right on with it. You're right on with it. And I don't know if you remember this, but 
he did uh, towards the end there he did have that growing injury where it was a strain or yeah. something like that and I'm just wondering if they're trying to keep this hush hush because is it another growing injury because then if you have that where okay he had one here he's having another one is this going to be a chronic thing so not hitting the alarm button by any means but uh you know let's keep an eye on it let's keep an eye on that thing yeah not definitely not running panic but also just like you know come on you know i just you know the the thing that always that i always say is the best the best ability is your availability. Exactly. Now, he didn't miss games. But, you know, part of being a pro is, you know, being able to practice, being able to go through the regulars. They'll give you a day, two, three. But now, are you out of shape? Are you going to start pressing? Is it going to be an issue? So, for me, it's one of those things that we'll have to monitor, monitor it. Like you said, let's not jump off the bandwagon. But the thing is, it just sucks because he's so good. But, you know... I, I've seen this happen with rookies. Think about Malik Collins' rookie year, Joe. He was off the charts. Then never really got back to that swag because it was always like these nagging little injuries. Like Malik Collins had a damn good rookie year. Mm, yes. Um, and yep. you thought he remember Joe? Yeah. And you thought he was gonna be something like super special. And it never really got back to that point. And that's why you end up drafting a Tristan Hill. So I'm not saying that to say like jump off a bridge, but you know. I just want a guy who, like, just give me a Zach Martin, man. Just, yes. like, always available. You know what I mean? Just, like, like Travis Frederick, always available. Mm. Um, just, just I, I need that. Like, that's that's big. You know, in these pre-draft meetings, how much is football? Because I want I want guys to understand. It's funny. I was telling you pre-show, and it's like I'm talking about, I'm, I was whining about eight-year-olds, but <laughs> I was telling you, too, like, you know, you know there's a difference between injured and hurt. All right. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. And I and I want and I want I wonder if players understand that as well. So yeah. it's just one of those things, you know, because having a practice is a true big. Yeah, that that's you're hit it right on the head with that foots and um, you know, there there is a big difference, you know, and I think the old school, you know, throwback type of players, um, really that's really what define their careers, you know, like what, you know, is an ingrown toenail going to keep you out or are you going right. to play through it? Or is a dislocated pinky going to hold you out or are you going to play through No, you're right on, man. So, um, yeah, so that those little injuries here and there. But so now we got um, another thing that we kind of need to talk about. And it's good to see that this is kind of picking up some traction because I did see that uh, DallasCommons.com kind of discussed this a little bit as well talking about the backup position and you know i mentioned it too that you and i have already kind of hit on that a little bit like it's kind of a low-key thing but i think other people are starting to to jump on here and join our conversation you know not to toot our horn but you know we have been talking about this you know like hey you, you can't just go with the default guy somebody's got to step up here for your number two right foots so thank you for that alley joe here's the deal Right here, right now. Mike White, Cooper Russ both played trash, like trash last preseason. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Nobody pulled away. Nobody. They both, they literally both looked like they had forgotten to play football. And and for, they had, like looked like they had forgotten how to play football. In the instance that that happens again, and, that, and it's like, you know, preseason game two, three, you got to go get a guy. 
Matter of fact, you need to start making that. You need to start making that evaluation now. Now, Joe. Oh yeah. Reason why I'm saying, you know what I mean. Reason why I'm saying this is because, dog, we don't have time. Like, if Dak gets hurt, you could. It was the same thing with Tony. We literally, we literally got handicapped the whole season with with Matt Casserole and you know <laughs> Kellen Moore now off the, because of an injury because the guys behind him weren't good enough. You need to have your eye on that market now. And listen, Will McClay, I love you, but your job is to replace. What you? What did he say? What's his go-to, Joe? My job is to replace you. That's what he tells the players. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to make sure that you're thinking about that and bringing in competition with the quarterback position as well. Um, because that's a real thing. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Because, yeah, because if, if you're handicapped there, Joe, you know, it's one missed block and Dak gets flat and then it's like, oh, have at it, Mike White. <clears throat> Yeah, it's and then, you know, then we're hearing things like he's not picking up. It's just a mess. No, yeah, you, you are hearing things about that. The inability to command the huddle, Jason Garrett kind of getting on him, and it's it's uh, it's not something you want to see. And um, I mean, he was drafted at a what a fifth round pick. And, yeah, and a lot of the things that we saw at Western Kentucky have not translated thus far. So that's kind of scary. And then the other guy, Cooper Rush. Looked really good as a rookie. Kind of fell off. I don't know if it was a sophomore slump or got too comfortable last year. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, you got to have somebody. Because if if Dak's out, you almost feel like your season's done. You're going to be derailed and people are going to be pointing fingers. This team can't win with, with Zeke and all these guys. You can't just plug in a guy. And, and that's the thing that uh i think fans you know kind of fall into that you know oh we can plug in somebody it doesn't work like that (laughs) you know yeah i mean yeah i mean give me a break i mean even with this with this stuff with zeke i mean dallas now you you hit it joe dallas did a good job covering themselves in the draft drafted two backs you gotta be you gotta be ready for everything nothing surprises me with this team period Mm -hmm. nothing surprises me Nothing surprises me, Joe. And I'm just not I'm just not of this mindset that's like, oh yeah, we'll be fine. No, 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 no. No, Goodell won't do nothing. No. Mm-hmm. No, sir. Right. Not me. I'm not doing that crap again. Exactly. Because you, you know, you're thinking that and then Goodell plays judge jury execution and he screws us. So, no. Absolutely not, not Joe. You no. need to be ready. You got a Mike. You got a Mike Weber. You got a Tony Pollard, just in case something does happen to Zeke. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I I said this too. You know that the Cowboys are are on uh, Goodell's watch list by default. It's he's always watching. <laughs> it's it does. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always watching. So hopefully we stay off his radar, even though we're on it. You know, 24 seven. He's on it. So they've done good there, man. I in. That's something that, that I think is positive, you know. Pollard making some some good uh, some good strides, you know. And yeah, man. This is one of the things is like the competition now. So now, Joe, I want to yeah, yeah, Pollard exactly. Excuse me, I'm I'm all over the place, Joe. I'm just passionate because, like you said, this this backup quarterback thing is scary. When you're telling me that, you know, some of these guys don't know what's going on. It's like Mike White. What are you doing now? Mm-hmm. All right. What are you doing? 
Yeah, you man. know, are you studying? Are you playing games? Are you doing a yeah, uh, like, Paxton Lynch here? What 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 are you doing? <laughs> you know, we had a, we had a conversation pre-show, Joe, hmm. and I think that these dudes really don't understand. Even Zeke sometimes, like he's gonna wait. Like, dog, it's an honor to wear the star. This isn't just a regular team, bro. This and and say people can say what they want about Jerry. Damn good owner. I know I'm all over the place, but here's my thing, Joe. Like, protect that, man. Honor that crap, man. Mm-hmm. Honor that. I like when Demarcus Lawrence is, is is going at, you know, these Eagles fans and going at these Eagles players. I like that. Yeah, you got to have it. I he, love he, that. He, 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 yeah, you know what I mean, Joe? He takes what he does serious. It's an honor to wear this star. Dak, staying out of trouble, doing the right thing. It's an honor to be a cowboy. You wouldn't be talked about if you was in Jacksonville. You wouldn't be talking about it if you was in a, a charger. Come on, man. It's it's an honor to wear this. So like you said with Mike White, Mike White, your ass is gonna be on the streets soon, dude. If you don't, you only get. We're lucky to even make it be on this roster right now. Yeah, they're they're. You need uh, to get this stuff together. Yeah, that's that's right, but you know? preach it, bro. Preach it. Yeah, my bad. I'm preaching. I'm sorry, bro. No, nah, but it's good. Hey, tell me about... Uh, we talked about this, too, uh, uh, offline. I think this is something we need to talk to. In, in the same vein, you're talking about, like, a Cole Beasley. Obviously, he's not with us anymore. But, you know, this is a game that I'm really looking forward to now. Like, more and more. Like, I used to be a really big Beasley fan when he was with us. You know, the whole the hot sauce and all this other crap. The catching it behind his back and all this other stuff. But... Man, just towards the end of the season, uh, you kind of got, like, some of his comments were really, uh, you know, smitty and just kind of, like, throwing shots at people, you know, just low-key throwing shots. And now he's full-blown, kind of gone off the off the edge here, man, just throwing all kinds of shade at the Cowboys. Here's another guy who didn't. You know, I saw something. My buddy texted me. He was like, "These dudes don't respect the star," and um, and and um, and 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 I and I thought about. It. I said, "You know what? I love it." Here's the thing. Here's the thing, um, Joe. You got a guy like Kobe Z. The Cowboys gave you. You quit the team, dude. Gave you every opportunity to come back. You know, Jason Witten flat out told him, like, dude. Jason Witten was like, man, if you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. You know, you quit, you come back, it's all good, and then you go off and disrespect the team like that. That's fine, Cole Beasley. Go, go. Good luck with, with whoever who's playing Josh Allen in, in Buffalo. Yeah, jo- yeah, Josh Allen and uh, <laughs> and uh, an old man McCoy. I mean, still good, but you know, he's 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 on the edge there. Man. I mean, Sean McCoy's washed up. Good luck, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my thing. Like, I'm tired of I'm tired of these guys. You know, respect the star, man. You wouldn't you would be a nobody if it weren't for Dallas. You would be a nobody. That's what Me really. Me and Joe so. have this platform because of the Cowboys, because of their brand. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were covering the skins, we wouldn't have the following that we have. That's the truth. And I was I respect that, Joe. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm some. Spe- I mean, we do great work, but it's like, dude, respect the star. Yeah. And you know, 
Yeah, okay, Kobe. Yeah, you're you're really great because you had great numbers last year. No. Like, dude, stop. You know, it's one of those things, Joe, that, like you said, he'll realize that the grass isn't always greener. He was definitely getting snarky. You could tell that. you. I could tell in season him and Dak weren't on the same page. It's obvious. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, something yeah that was on, obvious. Man. And then, it, I mean, it didn't help that. But it didn't help that Amari Cooper came in and was, you know, instantly his go-to guy. But guess what, Kobe? You're not good enough. You're not Amari Cooper. He's a five-star player. Like, there's tiers of athletes. I, I just want athletes to remember this. And Joe, man, you talk about this all the time. There really is tiers. Like, Amari Cooper is, is a top-tier athlete. He's mm-hmm. not a slot guy. Like, Cole, you're in a slot for a reason. You're 5'3 or 5'5, five, five, whatever you are. And you're 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 a buck ninety. Like, it's levels. Yeah. You know, and, and you're not as fast as, as Amari Cooper. There's levels. You're not as twitchy. So, yeah. When 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 Dak got a Ferrari, he drove this Ferrari. Yeah, that's that's you're hitting it right on the headfoots. Hey, I forgot to tell you this, man, but I, I saw Cooper over the weekend over here at the TriStar uh, memorabilia show, and uh, that's a big dude, man. <laughs> Is he? Cooper's big, man. That that's a big dude. I you that's somebody that you don't want to roll up on and 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 uh, try to start something. And you, you know what's funny, man? Like. You remember when? What was it? Was it the last game with the? Oh, it was that Rams game, man. He he wasn't stepping. Uh, he wasn't backing down from old boy over there. What was his name? Uh, nah, bro, they was going at it. Yeah, it was, uh, Marcus Peters. that's what I'm saying. Marcus, Mar- Peters. Marcus Peters is a pretty big dude too, man. But I saw Cooper I'm like, man, he's a big dude, man. He's cut. He's uh, he, you yeah, know, he, he's he, definitely he, in shape. Yeah, he he uh, he's a serious player, man. He's his body's his temple. You know, you can tell he's that kind of player, man. That he's gonna do the right thing to stay in shape, eat the right kind of stuff, train. Um, man, I just that has just been one hell of a pickup for us, and I'm, I'm excited to see what these guys do this year. You know, year two with the full off season together. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, it's all sports at the end of the day. But here's my thing about you, Cole Beasley. Like, just have some respect for the organization. And, you know, if you feel that way, that's fine. But, like, have class. Coop, the one thing that I have learned from Coop, you're absolutely right, Joe. He he is he's just all business. Even when it came to the Raiders, he didn't badmouth the Raiders. Oh, and yeah. he put an opportunity and move forward. Mm-hmm. Professional. So, anyway, Joe, let's talk about what's going on now. Joe, this Tristan Hill... I'm beginning to really, like, think now that he's going to have a big impact, seeing that he is getting reps with the ones. And I, and I like your point about the fact that he is playing. Joe, kind of expand on the points that you hit on your channel. I just want to hit that on the, uh, on the podcast. Yeah, man, this this was just something that, that kind of annoyed me by, by some comments here and there, like, hey, it's just OTAs, chill out. Like, no, man. <laughs> No, yeah. because let's say that he wasn't doing stuff. Let's say, oh, he's still running with the thirds or second teams. People would be complaining, right? But they don't want to give the credit when he's doing the right things and getting stops with the first team. So some of these fans just, you know, they, I mean, come on, man. It is it is something. I'm not chilling on it, and neither should, should other fans, you know. It's a good thing. 
It's a positive thing. It's something for the young man to stack to the next level with training camp, preseason. Like, keep it going. That's what you want to see from these young players. So I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I like that point. It's not like, listen, we're not doing the Ryan Switzer deal. Mm-hmm. So we're not, nobody's put out highlights and, and nobody has. Mm-hmm. Joe, nobody is off the, we learned, okay? I think I think all of Cowboys Nation's go. But you can be happy if the guy's getting reps with the ones. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be, you can find a silver lining in that. And I like that. I was like, you know what, man? Bump that. Joe's, he's absolutely right. Like you said, if he was on the third team and and not picking things up and not doing what Rod wanted, that would be even a scarier thing. Right on. Like, that would be like, we botched this pick type deal. Yeah, I know, right? You know what I mean? Like, you you kind of want your rookies to come in and have some type of feel. Like, all, my, my, thing about, my thing about rookies is, like, if they don't, it's very hard for a rookie to really to to for him to just like come in cold turkey year two and just be like a dog. Year one, he has to have some type of reps or some type of um, grasp of live play and know what's going on. You get what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the fact that he, the fact that he has that, I think is I think is like. That's a that's a green light to be to be excited for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> and what's going to be more exciting is the uh, if if you get everybody on the field at the same time. Because I was thinking about this too. I was like, somebody asked me a question like, "What are, what are your expectations for Tristan Hill?" And I'm thinking, you know, maybe like, you know, maybe three sacks, four at the most. You know, your defensive tackle, rookie, most most of those guys don't have double digits or high sack numbers, especially as a rookie, a defensive tackle. But I'm thinking, well, Tristan Hill's coming into a really good situation. You got Robert Quinn, Marcus Lawrence. You know, your, what your one tech is next to him. So somebody's going to be open up on one, one-on-one, right? And if you can get some one-on-one matchups, somebody's going to win and get to the QB. So who knows, man? Maybe he maybe he shows out and really is one hell of a rookie. Well, the thing that you're hoping for with him is that that if nothing else, the quickness on passing downs can show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's kind of his trademark, right, Foots? His just his get yeah. off on the snap is just like crazy. Like it's already. I mean, I don't want to describe him or compare him to anybody, you know, but. When you have that ability, you know it, it really uh, pops off the screen. Yeah, that so that's what the quickness. Even if he's a rotational guy, which might be the case, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually what you want. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want him playing the run down in and down out. But what I'll say is, if if you can get him. You know, getting up the field against against pass rushers. If you can get him, I mean, against on passing downs. If you can get him, maybe you can sneak him in for a series or two, late second quarter, late third quarter, fourth quarter, close the game, whatever. And that's a win. Like that's a successful rookie year. Like you said, four sacks. The thing I'm looking for with him is to knife through and make plays in the backfield. Yeah. Um, you, you know what I mean? That's what I'm looking for for him. 
I'm look. I want like six tackles for loss, six seven tackles, like you know, tackles for loss. That that that's a win too. Don't look at the sacks, Cowboys fans with Hill. Yeah. Look at the tackles for loss. Look at the tackles. Period. Look at him give run it. Look at him um, run and give chase. That's, that's a really what you good think. Point. That's what he did. It. That's what he did at UCF. You know what yeah. I mean, Joe? Yeah, that's a like, good point. You got to have a trained eye for what you're looking for. Look for the hurries. You know, look for the hurry ups more or less, or, or, or how he's affecting the passer. That's what you're looking for in this player. That's that's a that's a great that's a great reminder for fans to look at, man. And and talking about you know you know having a good eye and that kind of thing. Wouldn't it be good to see Tristan Hill, you know, making these plays right at the 50 yard line or you know first level? seats getting a good view of that and i just want to take a second to introduce our newest friends from seat geek because these guys <laughs> can really help you get a good view of of tristan hill and these guys making plays on defense so let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience you know if you want to see cole beasley get his ass whooped here at uh, at&t stadium <laughs> seat geek instead of shopping at dozens of sites find them the best deal go to seat geek you know their app scans the web for the best deals for your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. All right, and who doesn't want that? A green dot makes means that you're getting a great deal. Yellow dot, good deals. Red dot, not so good deals. So for you guys, for our listeners, everybody on the podcast, use the promo code ACAA. That's Alpha Charlie Alpha Alpha at checkout. To receive 20 bucks off your first purchase that's two free beers on the stadium on them you can't beat that because you know how expensive beer is what are you waiting for that's the promo code ACAA for 20 off your first purchase SeatGeek life's an event they have the tickets let's rock let's roll SeatGeek hey I'm gonna use that man that SeatGeek is no joke Joe We've, we've kind of touched on this, but now I want to talk about, I, and I don't want to put you on the spot, um, but if you can think of one, let's talk about an underrated battle. Um, and I got one in mind, but I want to see if you have one, Joe. Mm-hmm. An underrated position group as we're coming to the end of this kind of off-season work before training camp. Okay. Are you ready to go, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Tight end, Joe. Underrated, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I just think it's an underrated position group. I think that, um, I think, um, I think, um, so I think Schultz and Jarwin, I want to see somebody emerge there, Joe. Am I right? Wrong? What do you think? You're absolutely right. And, and hopefully it's, uh, Hopefully it's one of the young guys, man, because Witt can't play forever. And, you know, we don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in for training camp. You know, we've talked about that as well. You know, kicking the rust off. Do you pull a hammy and an Achilles? Knock on wood. But, I mean, you, you never know, man. Some You know, your muscle fibers at 37 years old are way different than what they are when you're 27, right? So, we'll see, man. But, uh. That, that's a good one. I like tight end and um, Jarwin. I think he's reshaped himself as well. He looks, he looks durable. You know, he looks like a big guy as well. Schultz, I'm not sure. I think he kind of looks almost the same. I'm, I could be wrong, but I don't know if we saw a big physical transformation from him. 
from what I've seen, but uh, could be underrated. Yeah, I, think, I think the big thing with Jarwin is like just doing what he's supposed to do, like being where he's supposed to be. That's the being biggest thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just times where I'm like, Jarwin, why are you not catching the ball, Jarwin? Why are you, you know, why are you? And so just being being reliable. All right. Um, being somebody that you could trust. Um, and and so I think that if he can be, because like, I don't know. I like, because I feel like Jarwin had a couple fumbles. Check me on that. And he had like a couple like, like, like plays. We were like, what? Why did you just drop that? Whereas Schultz, he was just a little bit more of a, like a sturdy player. So that's what I'm looking for. Another underrated one to me is like this backup corner position and even Jordan Lewis possibly jumping Anthony Brown. He's been talked about as a possibility as like somebody who Richard, I guess, is now back falling in love with. So I'm I'm interested to see that, Joe. What about you? No, I'm I think you and I have really been consistent, right? And that's why a lot of people follow us. You know, it's it's we've we've loved Jordan Lewis, you know, since we were covering him with our draft covers. You know, Jordan Lewis. Yeah. At Michigan, you know, one hell of a scrappy player. I think, you know, kind of like uh, Orlando Skandrick. I know people didn't really like him at the end of his career, but Skandrick was a scrappy player, man. He would be in your face, be there in the slot, in your back pocket. Uh, but, you know, obviously that fell off and the injuries kind of took away from that. But Jordan Lewis, I think, is is a better player. I think he's a better version of Skandrick. And, uh, you know... I like him, man. And some people are, hey, let's trade Jordan Lewis. I said, why? Why, why do you why? want to trade a good player? You know, I, I don't get that, man. So me, somebody asked me that. I don't want to trade him. I don't want to trade him yeah. because then what happens if somebody gets hurt? You're going to put in somebody else. So, um, nah, man, I, I like Jordan Lewis. And and I think uh, Christian Shark keeps backing that up with the way he uh, describes how much he really likes him, you know, what he can do for the Cow- I mean, for the Cowboys. I 110% agree, Joe. I think that was a, that's a great point of, like, why? Why do Cowboys fans want to get rid of a good player? Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, my thing is this. Jordan Lewis at Michigan was a dog, okay? He was looked at, if not for the size and if not for the off-field stuff, it's like a lot of draft guys had him as like a first-round player. They really, really did. That's right. So, that, that I remember we were talking about like, like dude, this yeah. guy was a first-round talent. He was a first-round talent. And just those stupid little uh, off-field things dinged him. But, man, you're getting uh, first-round talent in the third round. I mean, man, what else do you want, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, to me, you don't cut good talent. You let it work itself out. Make people uncomfortable. Jordan Lewis still want to play football. Michael Jackson want to play corner. Make Byron Jones' ass uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. He ain't Darrell Revis. He still got to go out here and prove who he is. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's right, man. That was so right. Yeah, he ain't Dion. No. He needs to go out next year, this year, and work hard for his spot as well. Um, he tackles so he like Dion. <laughs> yes, he does. He, he definitely makes good decisions. Yeah, man. And, and speaking of a good decision, and speaking of you know, you, you can bet and 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 
and we can bet that this team is going to have a, a good year. I want to talk about my bookie. All right. So since we've started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. And the answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business. All right, they got the best show. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. They've been good to us and the show, and we know that they'll be good to you. All right? They're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code. All right? Mybookie.ag promo code. All right? When creating your account, claim 50% bonus claim you can get that 50 percent bonus like that's big that 50 percent bonus laying down a hundred dollars you now got an extra 50 dollars to play so make sure if you guys feeling something about the, this warrior series me and joe were texting about the warrior series or mm-hmm. you could probably bet on or soccer you can bet on anything you want to bet on get to mybookie.com y'all that's it man that's it we were were talking about that and it's uh it's you know you want that to go to game seven you know so it's it's a fun time to be a sports fan you got nhl going to game seven you got nba going who knows how far that'll go and it's just man it's you know it's it's good time to be a sports fan (laughs) absolutely man absolutely joe and you got anything else buddy um i'm i'm gonna go with my underrated position group as and, and I know this may catch some people off guard, but I think it's safety. You know, I think uh, I think it's deep. I think some and somebody asked me, you know, what's going to be a surprise cut? And I think even we talked about this. And I, I, I said Kevon Frazier, and I still think he might be that because you got uh, Iloka. He's got the size, and you know he can play run and he can play in pass coverage. Um, and then you got uh, the rookie Wilson from A and M. And Darian Thompson, we can't forget about him. He was like a former, what was he? It's like a former second or third round for the Giants. I was high on him out of Boise State. Just never panned out. It could have been that situation in New York, but just never panned out. That's what it is, right? So to me, I feel like it's really deep. And obviously you still have Heath. People are, he's one of those players where they you either love him or you hate him. I don't know if there's anybody that has an in-between feeling on him. Um... And then Xavier Woods, I feel like he's going to be one of the guys that could be one that really, you know, turns it up and really has a breakout season. Because we've we've seen him improve every time he's been on the field. So I'm excited for Xavier Woods and, um, you know, these other guys. It's going to be a knockout drag out to see who's going to lock up those other safety spots. But I don't feel like it's, you know... uh, doom and gloom like I know some fans are you know I I know some fans are still upset that they didn't address safety early and it's just I think fans need to get uh used to it man they just they just don't want to use an early pick on a safety you know here's the thing here's the thing right here you don't you didn't you man let me tell you something you never lost the Super Bowl because of a safety so You've never been in the playoffs because of a safety. So, wow, wow. I I thought the value was going great for Taylor Rapp for the guys. The, the Cowboys didn't. Mm-hmm. And I even liked them going with McGovern. And listen, I trust this. I trust this pro. I, I trust this pro 
personnel. I, I trust this draft. Um, this draft. Uh, the, 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 I trust the people making these decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. And so they didn't value Taylor Rapp like we did. They want to let. They want to let Xavier Woods have it. They want to give Xavier Woods every opportunity to grow. And, yeah. and who can be mad at that? Xavier Woods had an interview at the end of the year, and it was just like, I loved it. You know, he recognized the Earl Thomas talk. He recognized all of it, Joe. You know what he said? I'm still here, and I'm ready to go. So I'm not mad at that at all. I do think, though, however, Kayvon Frazier, I think that he's going to be in trouble with the Texas A&M uh, safety. I yeah. think that's going to be a battle, and I think that he might lose out. Just because I don't think that he does anything different in the and uh, what's my boy's name? What's the Texas man name? Say his name. Uh, he, he he gives you he, he gives you he's the same player with possible more range, possibly more range. Oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure, for sure. And then he's got he's pretty got pretty good speed, man. That's the thing. That this this the whole team has gotten fast on offense, defense, and that's really one thing that. I think we're really going to see this year on the field. Like, man, people are closing in on tackles, closing in on on everything. And um, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped for this team. Nah, I can't wait, Joe. I cannot wait at all, man. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I really can't. So, I think it's going to be a good year. I think that, that after this mini camp, Joe, we'll have to really dive in into these uh, position battles. And we'll... I guess we could probably start to look ahead um, and, and get into that a little bit, but this will be fun. Yes, absolutely, Foots. And and the other thing we can even look at, and maybe this will help sharpen up our our draft prospect work, is we can you know take even an early look. You know, so you get some time off. Let's take a closer look at some prospects. We might bring back the uh, you know tell me a little bit more about the prospect segment that we had uh, last year. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. yeah, that was some good stuff, right? So you know, and it's always good to talk about this because we saw some spring football. You've seen a couple of uh, practices from various teams, um, depending on what conference you really follow, right? And then um, you know, college football, man, that's coming up just as fast as NFL. So, man, by the time you know it, we're talking draft. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. We just got to get through these six weeks. And like Foot said, yeah, we're going to bring you all, all the coverage. You know, we're going to break it down. We're going to do position group battles. You know, how many are they going to carry? Are we going to carry 10 D linemen in total? Are we going to go nine? Are we going to carry five receivers, six? We're going to cover all these for you guys. Make sure you stick with us along the way. And uh, you'll be one of the more informed fans at the water cooler. Let's rock. Let's roll, baby. That's it, guys. We'll catch you guys for the next episode. Peace. Peace.